Hey Colin, I have an idea. What is it? Let's make a podcast. Alright, we're gonna make a podcast. We need a fun name. Something catchy. Something awesome. What about Touch and Go? You know, you touch the wall and you go. Like a short rest set. Touch and Go. You know, Thomas, I love that idea. I was thinking something kind of like Next on Deck. You know, I think that sounds kind of fun. Yeah, like, ladies and gentlemen, next on deck. Yes! And like a start sound to go along with it. Like, take your marks. Go! Now, what about a slogan? You know, I think a slogan would be so awesome. But, Thomas, for now, let's let's put put on on our cap and goggles and and dive right in. Everybody, welcome back to the Next on Deck podcast. I'm your co-host Colin Campbell, and I'm your other co-host Thomas McDonald. The Next on Deck podcast is brought to you by Swim Nerd Canada. The best digital pace clocks in all of swimming are now available in Canada. If you are tired of looking at hard-to-read four-handed analog pace clocks, go talk to your team about the super visible LED digital clocks that are Bluetooth programmable, portable, and affordable. Visit SwimNerdCanada.com to upgrade your practices. That's SwimNerdCanada.com. Nerd the North. So, we, it's been a week now, out yeah. of the water. Uh, yeah. I mean, Kendra was saying on the other day on our uh, Zoom workout how, you know, we've kind of been getting into things, but I feel like, I feel like strong. Like, yeah, I, I think, feel like working I think, like, out. just doing dry land yeah. and all that, like, really helps you. I mean, I'd much rather be swimming right now. But Yeah, no, me too. Like, it just... I think it'll help us a lot if we keep it up when we get back in the water, you know? See, before, like, what, this is the third time, right? I think the two times before, I was so unmotivated. I was like, you know, ugh. Like, every time, like, 3 o'clock came around to do Mm -hmm. a Zoom workout, I was like, no, I'm not doing this. And, well, especially, like, the first time, no one even did them. Yeah. Um, But, like, now I'm so, like, every day I'm like, Mm -hmm. do weights, do cardio, do abs. And Kendra was saying how your abs are the... They recover the fastest. Yeah. Do them every Abs day. Abs every day. Yeah. I mean, I think that'd be. And I think also because it's like, we've had this nice weather and stuff. It's mm-hmm. getting into summertime. I think that also helps too. Like. Well, yeah, because the, the second the one. Second one. Was, it was like dead of winter, and it was just. Blech. You couldn't go outside. And yeah. I mean, that just that environment makes you just want to stay inside and do nothing. Yeah, exactly. So I think this <laughs> that nice weather help. is helping us out. Yeah. Um. So I mean, we can get a little into the episode yeah. now with our guest. I think we've both been uh, pretty excited about this one. I know my I've talked to my parents about they're like, yeah, who are you having on? And, you know, they're I think they're excited to listen as well today. Yeah, I'm um, excited. I think we'll uh, get some good perspective. Yeah, and uh, I put on the Instagram or we put on the Instagram the other day um, just a couple of things, mm-hmm. uh, a couple thoughts on uh, kind of this lockdown from others and hopefully we get some more after the episode but we can bring up a couple of things there yeah. and uh, hopefully they kind of get mixed in but I think a lot of us have the same feelings uh, sure. with this same thing but yeah do you right. want to tell yeah, everyone so, a little uh, bit about the guest our guest today um, she is she swam at uh, World Juniors in what was it 2019 yeah um she is a UCLA commit. Um, she is very fast. Uh, she won a woman's high point at trials in 2019, too, which is very, very it's impressive. Quite a, it's quite a rap sheet for... Uh, yeah, especially for her age. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, you know, there's a lot of people, you know, that you see in the pool that, like, you 
kind of like you're like oh like I know that person mm-hmm. and to like know all these things like all their accomplishments at it's it's like Pretty crazy, cool. yeah. yeah. It's uh, quite impressive, um, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll get her to tell you uh, about herself. a little bit more about herself. So, uh, without further ado, next on deck, Katrina Bellio. Hey, Gilbar. Katrina, thanks so much for sitting down today with us. Thank you guys so much for having me. Super excited to be here. Yeah, we are too. We're mm-hmm. uh, we kind of. Uh, it was uh we've kind of had you uh, in our brains like for a, a while getting uh, getting you on the podcast so uh, yeah, we're super sure. glad that we were, finally got the chance. You were recommended too. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we got a couple of recommendations uh, to have you on, so we're excited. Uh, do you want to tell everyone just a little bit more about yourself? Uh, anything they should know and kind of just what you've been up to. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, um, I'm sure for everyone, this year has been pretty weird. Um, I think all of us have kind of been just like in and out of the pool, just such an unusual schedule. Um, but I mean, I've been able to train pretty consistent this whole season, which has been really good. We had a few ups and downs with lifeguards being exposed. Um, but other than that, I mean, training has been going really, really great. This so far has probably been my best year training wise. Um, I mean, it's not obviously the perfect scenario and like the perfect way I want everything to be going, but. Uh, I think it's pretty good for where we're at right now. Yeah, definitely. I think, I mean, you've been obviously super lucky to keep training. Um, like a lot of people, like Thomas and I, for example, we don't have that uh, privilege. But I mean, it's great that I mean, I think you it's will, great that they're able to do that. Like, still have people yeah, train, exactly. I and I think you're well deserved to be still in the pool and training. So yeah, that's it's good. But I mean, like lifeguards exposed. Like, is that was that a big thing? Because I know like, we had issues with lifeguards, too, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was in, I think, early November, and we were out for, like, six days because we had to get COVID tests. Mm. Um, like, it wasn't really a big deal. I think I was more mad at the lifeguards because <laughs> they're so strict with us about keeping social distance, keeping our masks on at all times, and then having them be the ones to shut the pool down and shut us down from swimming was pretty upsetting. Um but I mean, it really didn't affect our swimming too much. So I'm happy that it happened as early as it did in the season and not like in March or April. Yeah, for sure. Um, so you were supposed to be racing at the test meet this weekend, right? Um, mm-hmm. But that got postponed. Like two days before. Yeah, postponed that two was days a little... Uh, that kind of sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you did mention before that you did do a little like kind of team race. How'd that go for you? It was good. It was kind of hard to put myself back into the motivation of wanting to race again. Um, just like when I got the email saying that I was going to be postponed, like you said, it was like two days out. And it was supposed to be my first 1500 of the season in almost over a year. Um, so it was really like everything that we've been doing so far was really working up to this test event and leading up to trials. So when I heard the news, I was like all my thoughts and all my motivation of wanting to race this weekend kind of just left my mind. So I had to kind of put myself back into just a good headspace um, and just motivate myself and give myself the confidence again to want to race again this weekend. Um, but I mean, I did really good. We had short course racing on the Friday night and I went a best time by three seconds. So, I mean, I can't really ask for anything nice. better than that. And then um, on Saturday we did just like a 1200 
uh, race just to kind of pace for the 15. Um, and that went really well. And I was on pace to go just under my best time. It went well. That's awesome. Just, What'd you swim on Friday? Uh, the four free. And then I did the hundred fly, but I mean, nice. <laughs> How's like swimming? I mean, you've been constantly training. How, like, I mean, and you said you did like 1200. How did that, like, did it feel like a, like a normal race? Like you would do like, not, sorry, not like a normal race, but like conditioning wise, did it feel like, you know, how you would feel like close to peak performance or something? Cause like for me, I tried to do an 800 free, I think it was in the, like November, like we did a little race, like in-house race. And I was like, yeah, 800 free, let's go for the club record. And then it hurt so much after like a 150 and yeah it went horribly so how did I don't how did that feel for you yeah I think I kind of forgot how bad it hurts like how painful it is to swim a 1500 even if it's still 300 meters less um but just getting the opportunity to do some racing um this weekend was good but I mean like I think just being away from training, uh, not training, racing for such a long time, it is kind of hard to think about going back into like that regular kind of meet schedule, swimming prelims and finals all the time. Um, I mean, our coaching staff has done a really good job of trying to mimic what it might look like at trials and, you know, going up behind the blocks five minutes before a race, doing introductions and trying to make it as close as possible to what a race setting might look like for trials, even though kind of don't really know what it's going to look like. Um, but I think that has kind of helped us prepare for it. And then, I mean, just the whole like mental side of preparing yourself for racing, it's definitely very different from what we're used to. And I mean, we're racing against boys and girls. So you know that this is not going to be the heat that you're swimming against at trial. So that part's different. But um, I mean, I'm just glad that I can race against some good people. So. Yeah, for sure. Do you think, like, um, kind of, like you said, your coaches and your coaching staff has done a great job at kind of preparing you for a trials setting, but do you still think that, like, having this test meet kind of postponed um, will have a effect, good or bad, on how you uh, do at trials? I don't want to say it will, because I, I know deep down it probably won't. Um, but like i know i am nervous about trials being the first meet of the year if that's what it comes down to and this whole test event was pretty much more for i want to say some ontario to kind of plan out and see how they were going to run the meet and then having swimmers basically test out how the meet was going to run um so it is kind of nerve-wracking to picture just like what trials is going to look like in general and you know, I don't really know what's going to happen with it, um, but I, I personally don't want trials to be the first meet of the year. Yeah, that'd be uh, that'd be difficult. I just think after not racing and for like, a year and with that high level of a meet. I think just on like in your head, like, yeah. that would be a lot, like a huge toll on any, any person. Yeah. Um, so obviously new lockdown right now, all that stuff. You're still training. Uh, everyone kind of has their own opinions on it. Um, like I know we've spoken to a couple people and they kind of feel the same way as Thomas and I, where, you know, we're again out of the pool. There are some things, you know, like some issues locally that we think can fix the problem, but really it can't. But, uh, like the big picture is, you know, 
we're out of the pool. We have to do dry land for a month, and I feel like when we get back in the pool, we're just going to be like rocks and sink to the bottom. It's going to be but, more uh, than a month, I think. Yeah. But. Um, but your opinion, like what's your kind of point of view on it? You're still in the pool, right? You're still going training. You're going hard. Kind of what's your your point of view on it? I mean, it's kind of hard for me to complain, I guess, at this point because, I mean, all of you guys have been out of the water for such a long time. Um, like, for me, it's been hard to not be with my full group. Like, right now, there's 10 of us being able to train together. Some university swimmers have come back. Um, but, I mean, the regular swimmers that I usually train with all year round, they've been out since November, and I haven't seen them since then. So, I think the isolation of just the groups of people that are swimming and the people that are not swimming has really taken a toll on me and just not being able to be with my friends every single day has been pretty hard. Um, probably for you guys too, it's felt like every single day is the same, every single week is the same. And I mean, we our pool, the Tobacco Olympium has been closed for construction for like almost a year now. And we were supposed to be back in December and then they kept postponing it, postponing it. Um, so it just feels like this year has definitely had more downs than ups. Um, but I know like it, once again, it's hard for me to complain because I know that you guys are in a much worse situation than I am. Um, but it's definitely not you know the perfect scenario for everyone. Yeah, I think we've, I don't wanna say like, it's obviously, we, there's a lot of downsides. I think the good thing is, you know, uh, for us, Russell, he's training still, um, right? But he has to drive to Scarborough. Scarborough every day, or not every day, but, like, to train, he has to drive to Scarborough. And, but I think we've been lucky that, you know, we've had, like, our group of guys and pretty much our whole group that we've been training with for a while, mm-hmm. we're all still there, right? And yeah. we're all kind of in the same boat. And I think that's something we should be at least grateful for at least or a little thankful for just because um you know there are ups and downs you know like you can keep training but you don't get to keep training with like you know the people who you love to train with you know people who you're so used to training with and sometimes i think like i'll just be it'll be like after our zoom workout and i'll just think you know like yeah i'm out of the pool right now but we'll be back in the pool eventually i'm kind of just like we're kind of just training for university now that's kind of our goal um you know there's i don't think there's really a meet in sight for us this year um and so but being able to you know be on you know our zoom workouts and just seeing all the guys and just everyone we always train with just being there i think that's kind of a positive thing right to look at yeah and like i think no matter who you are if you're training or you're not training like i think the lockdown's gonna have an effect on you either way Mm -hmm. like again you were saying you, you can't train with the people you always train with in your group and for me at least that's one of my favorite parts about swimming like well with, i think just with us we've been lucky boys yeah, yeah like, like we get to race each other every day basically and like that's the best part about it like you just don't have that kind of same atmosphere as you would in a typical practice so i mean even for you i bet it's tough i don't think it really matters if you're training or not it'll still have an effect yeah i mean we've been lucky like we have every practice we've talked about it in earlier things and i don't know if it's the same for you katrina but like we always you know, we all end up, like, sprinting and going the same pace for, like, things. Like, 
Marcus and I will go the same pace for Flyon Thomas, even though he's like 70 seconds faster than us. And, you know, but we're still going the same pace. Or like Thomas McDonald will do the same distance pace as me. And, you know, and it all and it evens out. But like we just kind of we're always there yeah. pacing each other. And I think that's uh, something we've been super lucky with. Mm-hmm, for sure. So um, you do have trials coming up. Hopefully it doesn't get postponed or canceled or anything. That's kind of the big if right now. But say it does happen, um, what are what are your goals for it? I know I know World Juniors got canceled, so you can also touch on that and your thoughts on that. Um, but what are what are your goals? Um, I guess I don't really have a specific goal in mind. I think I just want to go there and do as best as I can. Um, of course, my ultimate goal is to make a Canadian national team, whether that be. Um, the Olympic team, a PAMPAC team, a world team. Um, I know just from my past experience of making the junior world team, it's something that I'm never going to take for granted. Um, I know how hard I need to work just to get to the junior team. Um, so I know I'm going to have to work 10 times harder to make the Olympic team or a world's team. Um, but at the same time, I know that it's going to be a completely different setting, no matter if, I mean, if everyone's vaccinated somehow at that point or if it's somewhat a regular meet, it's still going to be quite different. Um, I think going into it, we kind of all have to go in with the mindset of being adaptable, but also just staying calm and kind of letting everything play out. I know I've done all the hard work, all the hard work is done. Um, so just preparing myself mentally and just doing all the right things leading up to it to have the best meet possible. So you've had like so many like, experiences and uh you've had all this uh success um and you're still pretty young like a still a pretty young swimmer how is this kind of like how does that mm, like I want to say like make you feel but like how does that kind of process in your head you know you've had all these great accomplishments um but like you know you still have school to think about you still have you know normal teenage things that kind of every person goes through, right? How does that kind of make you feel? How do you balance that in your head? I feel like that'd be super difficult, especially just with everything. Yeah, I mean, it can be a lot sometimes. Um, This year, I definitely got a lot better on trying to separate myself from swimming um, because I always label myself as a swimmer and nothing really more than that. So this year, I was able to just find myself outside of swimming and outside the pool and doing things that I love to do. Um, and that has made me enjoy swimming so much more. I went through a pretty rough patch last year. Um, so I think just with COVID and everything, it helped me realize just my accomplishments because I seemed, it always felt like my accomplishments were never good enough in a way. So COVID just helped me realize just how important I guess it is to really focus on myself, focus on my mental health and where I want to be in the future and not so much about right now and you know what am I going to do at Olympic trials and kind of making everything in my mind just revolve around swimming. Yeah I agree like as swimmers especially when you're training at a high level like we all are I think it's so easy to just label yourself and just see yourself as a swimmer mm-hmm. and when you're like like you said your accomplishments just don't seem like enough sometimes so that's mm-hmm. why it's so important like yeah keep working hard keep going because 
you're a swimmer. You're right. good at it. Right? You're a, well, you're a high performance athlete. Yeah, exactly. Anyone, yeah. So, but it's also important to kind of keep your personal social life together because that can just kind of give you a mental break from things mm-hmm. sometimes, which is very very important. Well, yeah, I think everyone needs like everyone. No one can just keep going like mm-hmm. at anything. Like at some point in like whether it's you know a day or life. You know, someone, everyone needs a break. You know, you need to stop and, like, take a breather and be like, chill for a bit. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. I think swimmers especially, we tend to kind of, I don't want to say, like, label ourselves, um, but we compare ourselves based on our achievements. And if, I know I did this a lot, if I didn't go a best time in my event and like oh like I'm done with swimming I'm done with this event and never racing it again and I'd be really hard on myself and COVID kind of helped me realize that and helped me really reset and focus on what's super important right now and just stop worrying about what other people are going to think of me and what I almost think of myself half of the time yeah and like swimming is a sport where it is so easy to compare yourself to others too well, right because exactly you're racing against like a bunch of other people right and it at the end of the day like it just comes down to who's faster so well you really gotta you really gotta think about kind of competing against yourself more than competing against others yeah like there's things that i think but like sometimes i think when we do a race simulation in practice or something i'm like i i hate these i don't like racing like against the guys I train with because, and obviously it's going to happen, you know, I can't stop anything like that from happening, but, you know, we train all the time and sometimes, most of the time we're going like the same pace. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes to racing and I'll lose and I'll be like, like what? Like I'm, I'm doing so good in practice. And I think another thing about kind of all that, you know, focusing on, you know, yourself and racing yourself, uh, something that Kendra told us this year, our coach, um, she said, you know, and I mean, this was in November, so we've had some time since then, but that was the last time we really put together a race thing with like touch pads. And uh, she was like, you know, this year has been all off, training's been all off. You don't know what your best times are. Like kind of, you don't have best times. Like let yourself reset, go dive in the pool, do what you can do and kind of just forget about that mark of, oh, this is the best that I've ever done. So if I don't do that, I'm not better, right? It's kind of a different thought, whereas, you know, now, if you forget about it, you can dive in and be like, oh, I go, f- I went a 53 and hunter free, but I haven't been in the pool for, I've been in the pool for like a month and a week and that's what I can do. And if you don't think about, oh, my best time is like 52 or something, then, you know, I think that can help with your mental state. Yeah. And I think it can also go the other way around too. Like I haven't gone a best time long course in any of my top events in probably two years. So, but I know in my head, like you were saying, you got to kind of flip it around in your head, but like, you got to know that you've been training so much since then and you can go a best time. Like I know if I had a real race right now, long course, I would crush those best times. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think honestly, it's just, it's the, uh, I don't even know what I'm thinking. Like the, uh, I think it's just all kind of mental right now. Yeah. It's definitely that's the big part of it. I mean, except for doing weights for a month straight. That's um, physical. Do you want to talk? So you did go to Junior Worlds um, 2019, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, you want to talk about like your experience there and kind of the atmosphere and just everything about it? 
Yeah, 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 your point of view. Yeah. Um, it was by far the best experience of my life. Um, just like I've obviously never been on a national team before, so I kind of didn't really know what to expect. Um, we were leaving right after seniors, which was in Winnipeg. So we had a practice the day before we left, and then we were flying into Gior. I might be uh, pronouncing it wrong, but that's where our staging camp was. Um, so we trained there for about a week and a half, and it was such an amazing experience. The team was, they were all just so incredible. Um, we had like a kind of like a little like ceremony where a lot of the older swimmers that have been on national teams gave all of, I guess like the rookies, um, just this, it's kind of like a coin um, of just Athena, Budapest, Junior Worlds um, meet. And that was something that meant a lot to me to see kind of the older swimmers. I don't want to say passing down a tradition to the younger athletes, but I know hopefully one day I can do that to another athlete. Um, but just in general, all the swimmers and all the staff were just so nice and so comforting to me. I didn't have the best distance races that weekend. Um, but something I realized over time was everything that I was doing leading up to that meet, even during the meet was all for Canada and not for myself. And that's what made me really, really proud. And just like the whole meet, I knew that all those teammates and all my teammates there, we were all there to support each other. And even through all the ups and downs, and when I was upset, there was always an older swimmer to come to me and talk to me about it and just made me feel so much better about myself and just help me kind of regroup and say, okay, that race has, you're done from that race, just move on and focus on the next race, focus on the relay. And I think that's just having that mindset over the, over the five days of the meet really kind of clued into my head. And I think that's why I had a really good 200 free on the last night. Um, probably it was also all the adrenaline just from the whole meet. Um, but it's like, it was just an experience that I honestly will never take for granted ever again. And like, I can't even put into words how amazing just the staff was and the coaches and how supporting everyone was, no matter if you went a best time, if you came last in the heat or really anything, it was just such an amazing atmosphere to be a part of. And, you know, obviously my accomplishment at that meet um, is something that I'm always gonna kind of hold myself to and know that, okay, I've gotten to that point. I need to take myself to the next. Um, but I just like being proud of being at that knee and representing Canada is just, it's amazing. Yeah. And I bet it's really cool to like, kind of be on the same team. Like you're on a, on a national team, but like be on the same team with people that you, you would usually race against. Right. It's mm -hmm. kind of a whole different thing, but I bet it's a really cool experience. Well, kind of what I was thinking about, you know, it sounds like, I mean, you have another year, um, but, like, for us, like, going to university swimming, I mean, obviously, varsity swimming versus junior world team, or the, you know, it's a, it's a little different, um, but, like, just that uh, environment of being on a team, like, you're, it's, like, all about your team, and yeah. all about, it's not, like, you know, sure, you have your goals, like, I want to do this time, I want to do this time, but in the, in the big picture, it's, you know, I'm here, like, Canada, woo! Yeah. And you also got to swim on uh, the 4 by one relay when you were there, too. You want to talk about that? Because I just think that'd be so cool yeah. to <laughs> swim on, like, a scale like that on a sick relay. 
Yeah, it was the four by two. Oh, four by two. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, but um, so I actually didn't swim in the morning prelims. Um, I believe I had, I think it was the four hundred IM in the morning. Um, so they said, okay, if we make the final, then I'll just swim in at night. So that's what ended up happening, and I just remember being in the ready room with all the other teams. Um, it was like it is the most insane feeling just seeing all the people with their flags on their cap um, and just being there representing their country it's crazy and then you know we all walk out together um, everyone's cheering it's it's like the best feeling in the world um, and then you have everyone's photos on the screen it's crazy and then like I think I had like my fastest 200 split ever I went a two double low I was right against my best time um, which is awesome and then so when we touched, we actually touched fourth, and then the Russian team beside us got disqualified, but we didn't really know what was happening. Um, so like we were so confused, and then we just see Canada four by two relay gets touched to third, and Russia gets moved to the bottom as disqualified. And we were just I just remember being shocked and like I couldn't believe it at the time because mm -hmm. like just going into the meeting I was like, oh like I don't really think I have a chance at meddling maybe a final is my goal um but like it was it was so crazy and like obviously i'm very thankful that russia got disqualified yeah. no hate them um but <laughs> like it was crazy it was crazy yeah yeah that's sick. awesome <laughs> i know i mean you gotta feel for a team like russia though too oh like, that, that that would, would be hard that would yeah. suck but yeah good for you guys yeah, played no, in your favor that'd be dope yeah no it was meant to be it yeah, was meant to for be sure Huh. Yeah, no, I feel bad for them. Um, but at the same time, I mean, if they didn't get yeah. qualified, <laughs> we wouldn't have got the medal. <laughs> then you wouldn't have got to bring a medal home. Yeah, that's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, you got you had the pleasure to swim under your old coach Kevin, um, which he tragically passed this past year. Um, which is was, it was it was a tragic thing for the whole swimming I think, community. Yeah, he I, had such a big impact on every everything. Just our our world of swimming. Yeah. yeah. So you just want to talk about? Um, you can go as much into it as you want or not. Um, but just like the impact he had on you and your club and um, even the swimming community. Yeah, it was really hard at the start. Um, it was so unexpected his passing for not just my group, but the team and all of Canada really. Um, and it was hard also because we couldn't be together as a team to celebrate each other and be there and really support one another. So we did the Zoom call and we were able to kind of talk about everything. But I mean, Kevin, he he was a coach that I looked up to since I started swimming when I was seven years old. And, um, I knew that my end goal was to always want to be in his group because I knew that once I was in his group, I was pretty much taken care of and he could help me reach whatever goal I wanted to. And like he, of course, he helped me get to my end, another end goal of mine, which was to represent Canada at a national competition. And that's what I did. And I owe it all to him. And I like, I really wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for him. And, you know, he built up me to be the swimmer I am today. He made me this distance swimmer, this 400 IM swimmer, um, and just everything this past three years that I swam with him um, 
is something I will hold so close to my heart, even through all the ups and downs you may have had. Um, but I mean, he made such a big impact on me and on our group and so many swimmers across Canada. So it was really hard. I don't think it honestly has really hit me yet that he's gone. Um, just because we never got to go back to the Etobicoke Olympium. And I think that's when it really would have hit me, like not seeing him walk back every single day. Um, so, I mean, it was definitely not the best time either. Obviously, I can't blame him. Um, but it was just, it was already such a hard time with COVID as it is and not being in the water. And when we heard him passing, it was just like, I felt like everything just got 10 times worse in a way. Um, I mean, I think now we've all realized that this whole year and the years to come are always going to be dedicated to Kevin and dedicated to the success that he has built up over the years and just carrying on the tradition that he made. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that too. Like that, that must have just, just been so hard because like when you develop a connection with a coach like that, that you know has helped you get to the level that you're at now like uh, i just can't imagine like well if that losing happened, someone like that like if that happened to us like, i yeah, i don't I, know what what would even happen like i don't even want to think about mm-hmm. like what would even go through our heads and i mean the end you know not just us but like think of like other people too you know how how big of an impact did he have on them or like if someone or even just like uh, a different scenario someone that close to you and something happens like that just the toll that that can take on a person is immense yeah and i remember like hearing it when it happened and kind of like the whole swimming community just stopped and that like really just goes to show like how much of an impact he had on so many people so well how many people he yeah how many people looked up to him and Mm -hmm. you know was like hey like i learned something from that guy and he is a part of why i'm here today and Mm -hmm. all that stuff yeah, like, I think for me, it felt like the world kind of stopped. Uh, we found out, like, pretty late at night, too. So that was, it was, like, I think it was probably one of the worst nights of my life, to be honest. Um, and, like, it just never really seemed real. And it was just, like, it was just the weirdest feeling ever. And even, like, thinking about it now, like, it really still doesn't feel like he's gone. Uh, I know, like, one day it will finally hit me. Um but really, I think just like for the rest of my swimming career, for the rest of my life, everything that I do is always going to be dedicated to my class coach, Coach Kevin. And just, I want to just continue the success that he's built up and kind of just always in his mind. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think that's like, you know, that's a, like a, like a strong way of, you know, remembering and just being like, you know, mm. I know that I'm here, like, he got me this far, you know, I think that's a, that's a good dedication, especially for like every success, you know, there's, there's always, you know, sometimes it's multiple people and, you know, obviously you have to thank your teammates and every other person you train with and other coaches, but you know, there's always also, there's like one big person that you'll always have in your head. That's oh, yeah, like, for sure. They like, that's the reason I'm here. Yeah. Like you, you, you gotta give your coach so much credit. Like, it's unbelievable what coaches do. Um, so yeah, I thanks for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no problem. Um, to go, al- go sorry to go along with you know coaches. There's been a lot of coaching changes um, the past little bit. 
just in kind of our area Ontario. of swimming. Um, so how, I don't want to really compare it to how training was before, but how would you kind of, uh, like has training changed, obviously training has changed with COVID and all yeah. that stuff, but like has your kind of training style been shifted? Um, Rob, your new coach, how, uh, I don't want to say how you're kind of adapting, but how is kind of just this coaching change affect you and how do you think it'll play out in your favor? Yeah, so there's definitely been a lot of coach changes uh, this whole year with pretty much, I think almost every coach in Ontario has pretty much changed. Um, but I mean, I knew Rob for a really long time. He coached my older sister like seven years ago when he was at ESOMA originally. Um, so I've, I think I knew probably the most about him um, out of everyone in our group, but I have such an amazing relationship with him. I'm like very open with him um, about like my training and just like how I'm feeling, um, which is really good. But training wise has been probably the hardest training I've ever done in my life. Um, it's been really, really hard and he pushes me a lot. Um, but I'm very happy that he's doing that because I know that it's going to pay off in a race. Um, but his sets are like insane. I remember at the beginning of the year, um, we had, I, I think it was like four Saturday practices in a row when, where we went over 10 K, which is something, yeah, which is something like we, I never used to do. I think oh the God. most we would do is like eight K or practice yeah. on a Saturday, which is like a two and a half hour practice. Um, so he has pushed me a lot and like, I mean, it, training has been going so well. The group is amazing. Um, like I said earlier, we have three university swimmers back with us, which is really, really awesome. And I think they just make the atmosphere more fun. Um, just like having them there and just having older swimmers to kind of lean on and gain experience from. Um, I know that they, a lot of them came because of Rob to train with him. So it's been really good. Yeah. 10k is a lot that's a lot of meters <laughs> like oh my god jeez we uh yeah we're not we don't like, hit Guelph that. is too much not too bad oh my god what am i saying not too meters based i think like, well yeah like i think we've talked about it you know just how like clubs have so like different coaching or uh not coaching stuff but just like how they train there's mm-hmm. so many varieties that people do all across the province all across the country but yeah we we're definitely more uh I don't we, want to say like do, skills based, but like yeah, we like, do a lot of like uh, we're pretty well rounded. Like we'll do like like Thomas and I threshold I am even though I'm like a flyer. I'll do like I am and threshold like all the time. And sometimes we'll do breaststroke sets. No, no, never. I hate breaststroke. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I don't know. We're just kind of more. I think we're. I more, think Kendra just Kendra's coaching style is just she. You know, she's like. You can be you can be a great you know four hundred diameter. You're gonna do a distance free set today. You know yeah. you could be a great sprint freestyler. Go do the IM set. Yeah. You know she just kind of throws you wherever, and I think that's been super good for us. Yeah. I think. And I think it's really about kind of getting your technique down first in mm-hmm. for Kenner before you go into a big hard. Well, we 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 hear set. a lot how yeah. you know and like I mean, uh, it may not be us, but like even if it's someone, uh, you know, kind of like you know. You've been doing stream. You've known how to do a streamline since you got into the club. Like, why does it you're suck the, right now? Yeah, you're in the top group. Why? Why do you suck at it? <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's kind of just yeah. It's like you know, you have to 
you're supposed to learn these skills five years ago and you're not going to improve until your technique gets better. And because I think eventually it gets down to the point, you know, you could be like this huge, massive, strong guy. And I mean, in a 50 free, you could plow through the water, but Mm -hmm. like anyone can do a 50 free, but you know, to dive in and do, you know, like a 400, 200, 200 fly, you have to be able to be the biggest guy ever. But if you can't do good kickouts or have good technique, then you're not going to improve much. No, yeah, I think I can really relate to that. Like, growing up, I would never do any dolphin kicks off the wall. And I would always breathe into the turn and the first stroke out of the turn. And literally from my first practice with Rob, he was, like, yelling at the whole group because no one was doing underwater kicks. Everyone was breathing in and out of the turn. Now I'm finally doing, like, three to four underwater kicks. Um, And, like, I haven't been breathing off the turn, so that's somewhat an improvement. But... Like, it took me so long just to fix such a small mistake, which I should have been so good at since I was, like, 10 years old. Do you call your underwater, like, do you call, like, your kickouts underwaters or kickouts? Like, what do you call your underwaters? Do you call them, like, underwaters or or kickouts? Like, underwater. Like a kickout. Like a kickout. Like you push off the wall and do a kickout. Does that make sense? Or do you, what do you say? Underwater kick. Oh god, sorry. There's so I many we like we hear at all the time. I know. People don't call them kickouts. We call them kickouts. It's like See, I would call like a breaststroke. A pull out. Yeah, no, I think I say pull out. But maybe I would say kick out. But I don't, yeah, no, I would never kick call out. like a fly kick out. Interesting. <laughs> like Yeah. <laughs> we've we've heard that from a lot of people. Yeah. Just a little poll. Yeah. Well maybe we'll put that on our Instagram story. What, what do you, do you call, call it? Un- kickouts or underwater, underwater kicks <laughs> <laughs> um so we mentioned before um that you committed to ucla which is very very exciting um you want to talk about that and, and impressive uh, and impressive yeah. yeah um just like your excitement going into that are you nervous like well, yeah <laughs> Yeah, like, I'm so excited. I keep thinking I'm going next year, which is really bad, um, but I still have another full year left here, so, um, but I mean, like, I think I knew right when I started the whole recruiting process that UCLA was the school I wanted to go to. Um, I talked to the assistant coach first, and, like, right when I talked to her, I was, like, starstruck because, like, just the atmosphere and like the resilience that they have and just the whole women's team, it's such an amazing thing. And I know I was kind of iffy about going to all women's team at the very start um, because I've always trained with boys all my life. But once I talked to just all the girls on the team and the head coach, like it honestly just left my mind. And like, it's such a weird, like, I don't even know how to explain it, but like, just the coaching staff and the head coach, like she has such an amazing personality that I've literally never seen in my whole life. And she has so many goals for me already, even before I committed to the school. And she had a full plan for me um, for the full five years I would be there. Um, and like, she just had everything planned out. She knew exactly where she would put me in different sets and the training um, and just seeing her just have so much faith in me meant a lot and she just had it was just crazy she she was she just has such an insane personality and like 
once again, like, the group of women, they are so strong, and I mean, going to UCLA, it's, it's crazy, it's an amazing school, um, sports and academic-wise, Basketball. so I know I'm going to get a good education, I know I'm going to get a good swimming career out of there. Yeah, when you, like, you were saying, like, you almost, like, couldn't put into words how great it is, I think that for anyone making their university decision, when you kind of get that feeling, like, that's, that's how you know where you're mm-hmm. going to go. But, like, would you give, like, any other advice to, um, I mean, me and Colin can both touch on this, too, but um, any advice to someone kind of struggling making their uh, kind of big life decision of where they they want to go to school Especially right because it's, like, acceptance time yeah. around right now for our year, so. Yeah, I don't want to say, like, go with your gut because that sounds very basic, um, but I think that's, like, what I ended up doing, Um I think that everyone should just really try to picture themselves in, if they're deciding between two schools, just try to picture yourself in both schools and see, can you really see yourself living there, like swimming there every day, training every day, going to school there every day. Um, And if you can't, then you know that's not the school for you. And that's ultimately pretty much what came down for me, besides the fact that the coaching staff was out of this world. but I think the most important thing is to really just be confident about your choice. Um, if you know that like the day after you commit, or if you're even second guessing yourself about picking a school, then you know that's not the school for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just remember like when I had my kind of, when it kind of clicked in my head that I wanted to go to Calgary, it was like right after I had a call with the, uh, the boys there, like the boys team. And, um, I don't know, it just felt right, like it, it just felt like I fit right in, you know, and I mean, Calgary's out west, it's pretty sick, and for you, UCLA, California, that's pretty dope, but yeah, I think just, like, if, like you said, if you're second-guessing yourself, um, then no, that's not, that's not the right choice. Well, yeah, and going with your gut, like Thomas, you know, he said after he talked with the boys, and for me, I heard a lot, like, I'm planning on going to McMaster, and a lot of the things I heard from my dad who swam, you know, back in the olden days. Um, and, he, you know, he swam for Guelph. And, you know, he just tells me these stories about how McMaster is the craziest team on deck. And then I hear from, you know, like some boys like, you know, who are at school right now saying how, how crazy these guys are on deck. And, you know, a lot of the guys and definitely like my coach Kendra knows that um, Thomas and I are pretty weird and uh, crazy, and I think uh, that was a big part. Knowing that, you know, I think going to that school and kind of—I mean, obviously there could there could be you know wrong anticipations, but I think I can bring like my my deciding factor was I am bringing something to the school that's like kind of there, but I think like I'm gonna show up and it's just gonna be like <laughs> everything <laughs> right there. And I'm, I'm very excited for that, and that was kind of the point for me, just, you know, knowing that I'm not going to have to change what I like to do in practice, you know, yeah. screaming and <laughs> being weird with Thomas on deck and all that stuff, and I know I'm going to be able to show up to the pool every day and just be like, hey, guys. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Everyone has that moment, whether it be like you get off the call with the coach or the teams, where are just like, this is the school I'm going to go to, or this is where I want to go to, and like, once you get that feeling, it's like, I remember when I got it, it was like, like a weight lifted off my chest because it was like, okay, finally, when this whole recruiting process is over, because it's so stressful, 
but two, like, I know I'm making the right decision. Yeah, and I think, like, with coaching, too, like, I'm sure all, like, where us three are going, um, I'm sure, like, all the coaches. I know Mike, the coach for Calgary, has tons of experience. I know Gray has tons of experience. I'm sure uh, the coach at UCLA has tons of experience. Um, And I just think that's, like, kind of a good thing to know when you're making your decision. Like, these coaches, even the whole coaching staff, like, they know what I'm going through. They can understand me and, like, they just know what's up. Well, and that's kind of something that was a factor for me, right? Like, um, head coach Gray at McMaster, but then there's also, like, Ashley, mm-hmm. who coaches. We know pretty well, Who too. we know pretty well. Identical twin to Kendra. <laughs> um, they sit together in all the pool, like, every meet, you know, they save each other's seats. It's really funny. Um, and, you know, we see her outside of the pool all the time yeah. as well. And, um you know, and I've already had kind of talks with them and kind of Kendra together, how, you know, if something's going wrong here, Ashley can just, you know, give a call, like text Kendra, like, Colin's doing this, like, can you explain to me? And I think that was like something super reassuring. So Mm -hmm. like when I'm going to school, and obviously that's different, you know, if you're like heading, you know, way south, you can't, you might not be able to do that as easily. Mm -hmm. But I think just being like, I I want to be semi close to home. Um, just like there's other like things like my hip, but that's like weird. Um, but yeah, there's just, there's a lot of factors, but it's exciting. Yeah, it is. Yeah, no, I think like my coach, coach Rob, he coaches, uh, I don't know if you know, Bruce Lingaziev. He's like, yeah. So he went to Ohio state and that's where the head coach, coach Jordan of UCLA was originally from. So she already knew Ruslan and knew Rob way before I talked to her. So, like, it was easy for me to say, oh, Rob, can you talk to Coach Jordan? Kind of give me, you know, your feedback and just, like, be honest with him and say, like, where do you see me going out of these schools that I'm talking to? So, like, it's good to have, like, your regular home coach kind of be involved in the process and just, like, be there to help you make the decision. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know we were talking to you before and uh... – we uh, were talking about kind of what you want to get into, like for your actual career, like way ahead in life. But do you just kind of want to touch on your kind of career goals and what you want to go to school for? I know it's pretty early and it can always yeah. change, but. Um, okay, well, my end goal is to get into dental school, hopefully UCLA dental school. Um, I really want to live there when I'm older. So that's, mm. yeah. that's really the nice end, end goal to, to live in Cali. California permanently. Um, but I'm looking at majoring in biology. I was going to go biochem, not really so much big on chemistry though. So hopefully the biology (laughs) route will be good. Um, but yeah, I really want to be a dentist when I'm older. Still need to figure out, um, like what in dentistry I want to go into because there's so many different career places that you can go in, but pretty much then. Yeah. If you need... He just shout out uh, South End Dental, Doctor yeah. Susan Bader. Best dental uh, she's a pretty there. yeah good practice uh, in Guelph. You need some advice. That's his mom. Yeah, give a call. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah I know. I really want to do some job shadowing, so maybe. Oh, Sue, <laughs> Sue could maybe hook you up. <laughs> um, yeah, I also think for anyone listening, like when you're going into university or just wherever you are at the point right now like things can always change yeah no like you can go to school and change your program and Mm -hmm. if you don't like it like i know someone who has their um 
degree in like geography but now they're like this big bank person or like it's just mm-hmm. it like it can just go just don't limit in all yourself. different yeah. yeah exactly make I'm, sure you have doors open and well i mean that was kind of something that i always thought of as going through high school you know there's all these things and you know there was like three jobs that was like i want to do this that seems kind of cool maybe i could do this like yeah. this is easier um and so you know i kind of went through high school just trying to prep myself giving myself courses that i could you know choose whatever and kind of like i've talked about it on other episodes you know i've planned out my school to like eight years yeah and you know but it's you know it's the point that you know eight years i've given myself three degrees in this eight years and so after i'm done school i can go do like whatever i want and hopefully that works about but like that's kind of that was my thought process is you know give yourself every opportunity that you can want and then you don't have to worry about anything. You know, when you get older, you're just like, oh, I want to do this now. Okay. Yeah, just don't hold yourself to anything. Like, mm-hmm. just know that your plan might not always... Yeah, it might not work out, it. and yeah. that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, things are meant to fail, so... Yeah, like, don't limit yourself to one option. Keep all the doors open, I guess, you'd say. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't... Thomas wants to go into, like, sports management... The GM for the Toronto GM Raptors. The Toronto Raptors, or start my own sports agency. That'd be pretty dope. <laughs> Represent Bronny James. That'd be pretty sick. You should work at UCLA. You get option. I could, yeah. Oh, I could be Just like a head to California, the, <laughs> the head recruit guy there for the basketball team. Mm, that would be fun. Yeah, Thomas is abandoning swimming as soon yeah. as he's older. Yeah. Once I retire, I'm full time NBA. <laughs> I think I can make it still. Make the NBA? Yeah. 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 Just some training. J. Cole. J. Cole. Yeah. <laughs> um, is there anything else that you wanna bring up, talk about, talk about yourself if you want? No, I think honestly I feel like I covered my whole life. <laughs> so pretty much yeah. Yeah. I wanna just read so like uh, like before we uh, we were all talking like we were just talking about the new lockdown and all that stuff and you know I think with everyone's different thought process right there's different things to think about there's different things that people are going through and you don't really know and um, there's this one guy who hopefully we're actually uh, hopefully hoping to get on the podcast soon um, his name's Justin Highland and he's a strength and conditioning coach in Toronto and he uh, you know, we've talked to him actually, uh, it was like right at the start of the podcast and he, he wrote, I'm just going to read what he wrote. He said, after a year, we have to appreciate that we are still managing to forge ahead. Just like the rules surrounding swimming during the lockdown, sport isn't always fair. There are bad calls and tough breaks. Athletes that win, learn how to persevere when faced with adversity. The hard thing is adjusting our mindset, be upset, but also decide what you're going to do to keep moving forward. Yeah, and I, I like think that. I think just our you know thing. Obviously, third lockdown, people were like pissed. Yeah, you know, I think we just gotta be like, you know what, this is life now, and mm-hmm. you know, wearing masks, all that stuff isn't gonna go away. You know, as soon as they like, yeah. you know, as soon as you know summer comes and they're like, yeah, okay, like you guys can go hang out. You know, it's not gonna all of a sudden stop, right? It's gonna take some time, and I think, I think you know, we, a lot of us have done a good job adjusting to it, but I think it's just you know keep moving forward yeah, and i like how he said like good athletes adjust and like winning athletes adjust and mm-hmm. adapt and everything like i like that if you're 
excuse me. Um, <laughs> if, you're, if you're, um, oh my god, I lost my train of thought. If you're like struggling and like with this lock, oh, there goes the toilet. Oh my god, this is tough. Um, if you're struggling with this lockdown or whatever, just know that like if you're putting in the work right now, like eventually it'll play out and it'll benefit you because well as us as athletes we've been you know trained to persevere through moments like this yeah Mm -hmm. um sorry yeah go yeah i think it's like okay to be mad for Mm -hmm. like two hours or so and then just try to regroup yourself and focus on the positives and just focus back onto your main goal whether it be in a week or so or in another month or at the end of the year just Stay positive, like he said, and just keep being adaptable and resilient. Mm-hmm. I think it's a, it's a good. We're gonna come out this stronger than ever. Third lockdown. Yeah, said that after everyone, <laughs> after every single one. Um, yeah. So yeah, if there's uh, nothing else that you wanna talk about. Thank you so much for taking the yeah, time to sit down I with appreciate us. Appreciate it. That was fun. Yeah, we're definitely we're super grateful that we got the chance to talk to. I mean, you have quite a rap sheet for uh for your age and just mm-hmm. you know you've accomplished so much and it's awesome. It's be, like I mean just to sit down. You know, like we've said it before. You know, being at a pool and seeing someone like there's they're a big name. <laughs> They've been on TV. You know, like but like to you know sit down and be able to talk to someone that uh, has accomplished as much as you have. It's it's pretty cool. Thank you. I mean, thank you guys so much for having me and letting me be on your podcast. And I mean, like you said, I probably may have never talked to you guys if it wasn't for coming on this podcast. So I'm glad. Yeah, for sure. Thank it's you. all about meeting new people. Networking. <laughs> Getting some new experiences. <laughs> what the heck? Okay. Um, yeah, so thank you very much, Katrina. Um, Let us know if you like, yeah. like, you can send us like feedback about what you thought afterwards or Mm -hmm. uh if you have any suggestions again and uh again that goes for everyone so yeah yeah, thanks again we'll keep in touch yeah um having you guys thank you see ya ya. all All right everyone no go ahead thomas (laughs) go uh so that was katrina bellio that was very fun i think we got some good new perspective and had some good good conversation. conversation yeah i liked that one that was good yeah no i think I think it definitely just opened our minds to like, mm-hmm. you know, into the mind of a such a successful athlete. Mm-hmm. I think it's super cool. Um, before we go, uh, Thomas and I, we would both like to thank our presenting sponsor, Swim Nerd Canada. Upgrade your club's practices with the best digital pace clock in all of swimming. Visit SwimNerdCanada.com for more and help nerd the north. That's SwimNerdCanada.com. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, and we'll see you next week.